Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The makeup shot is out of bounds control room i'm throwing the challenge flag that is proprietary information we both wear makeup yes, and if we we're do. gonna have shots of pre-show makeup application we need to have some of chris with his brush with his roller with his feather duster and whatever else he uses <laughs> to cover his five head with paint <laughs> All right, that makes it a little bit better. Oh, good. You feel better now? Good. Yes. You know, you're just throwing me under the bus. That's what he does, everybody. That's right. You know, he'll blame a quarterback when they throw somebody under the bus, but here he is going to do it to me. Okay, I see how it goes. You're the quarterback. You're the quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, so you're throwing the quarterback under the bus. I like it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, 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 Yeah, oh, shocker. People on TV wear makeup. The main reason you do it is with these lights, if you don't, it you 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 shine yes it's oh. distracting you would see like i'd be like little points of light coming from my head because we've got led light panels to each side of us yeah that's why you do it you yeah. don't want to shine well and it and it's hd i mean i don't know i mean you could have really good skin in an hd you look at yourself on tv without makeup and you go my skin doesn't look that great and my forehead or five head as you have mentioned i have the greasiest, shiniest forehead in the history of mankind. I've already applied makeup three other times already here during this show because mine will become a mirror. You'll be able to see the camera that's in front of my face here and <laughs> off my head if I don't start putting uh, powder on there. Hey, I'll tell you, sometimes I have to go extra with the makeup because I've nicked myself shaving and it's bleeding. Yeah. And and uh, and I don't realize it until it's time to put the makeup on. And you put the makeup on, and and not to be too graphic, enjoy your breakfast, that little dot of blood starts to seep through it. So it's like, all right, more makeup, more makeup, more makeup. So uh, hey. remember, remember the days, you may be too young for this. Back in the 70s, 80s, I don't know if people still do this. I haven't seen it in years. But the old thing where you take the tiny little square of toilet paper that would be like the, the the Band-Aid where you cut yourself shaving. Right. It never made any sense to me because then when you take it off, it opens the wound again. I, I, I mean, I do know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I've never done that approach or anything like that. I certainly have had my instances of, yeah, where I come in here and I go, man, I got a little, you know, a, a nick on my skin here and I got to figure out how to cover this up. And I'm not a makeup artist. Hey, the one thing people could take is we're not high maintenance. We're doing it ourselves. Oh. You know, I think a lot of these other superstars on TV, they got makeup women and, and people doing it all for them, and they're looking pretty. We're just well, nitty-gritty, hard-working TV guys. We do it ourselves. <laughs> I'm told that some people on TV actually have to have someone come into the room and attach the IFB to the back of their shirt. Oh, now, that. You're funny. That. You're funny. high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're funny. <laughs> well, you're, you're such a jerk. You really are. Yes, they're in here anyways, fixing the cameras and doing all that. So, yes, and it's part of it. You don't mess with, with that department. So I let them do their thing. You're such a jerk. <laughs> all right. Uh, time to talk about the AFC East, the division that was dominated by the New England Patriots from 2003 through 2019 with the exception of 2008 the year of tom brady's acl tear that's when the dolphins won it when chad pennington fell into their laps last year it was the bills second place the dolphins and there were the patriots seven and nine in third place but look at the cap space that the new england patriots Whoa. has 62.2 million to try to buy up some players better than the ones they had last year let's talk about the afc east from a quarterback perspective you you mentioned earlier the zach wilson dynamic jets have that second overall pick how likely is it that with the second overall selection in the draft in your opinion right now yeah we still got we yeah still got a way to go no that the jets right. even though they didn't win the rights to trevor lawrence they hold the board after lawrence how likely is it that they go Zach Wilson or some other quarterback, in your view, right? Like, and again, I want—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm very early. Like, I was supposed Tuesday. I was really supposed to get into the nitty gritty, and my film setup in my house had a little issue, so I'm a little behind. But Philip, what, what did Philip do? Well, he, there was there was like a wire because he plays his video games there too. So there was like a wire loose, and I had to call the guy to figure it out, and we finally got it. So. So what I'm throwing your child under the bus? Uh, Who do you think you are, Ted Cruz? Screw kids. Who the hell needs them? Okay. I mean, uh, yep. Uh, so I was, I was pissed because I was planning on. But what I've done to this point, just to be totally transparent, I've watched basically what we call a POA in the NFL world, point of attack film. They caught just the good plays. Really, I've only seen good plays. From Is there a POS film too? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to get to that because, of course, that's right. that's part of evaluating these quarterbacks, but. Like, I came away, and as you heard me say before, Zach Wilson's got some really, really special traits. I mean, very special. He really does. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's got great feet. He's got, you know, imagination and creativity with how to deliver the football, which we know is so important right now. And, and to me, just from what I saw there, and again, I don't, I'm, it's early, but like I said, the, I was pleasantly surprised that the gap was much closer between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson than I expected. I thought it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, clearly the guy. I came away just watching again the positives going, uh, no, it's, it's not just a slam dunk home run that he's better than Zach Wilson. Wilson has some really special things. Again, and, and, and I would think that the Jets are going to, of course, see the same things I'm seeing and are going to certainly – think about all possibilities and I would not be shocked if they went Zach Wilson listen the fan base here in the Jets area in the New York area and I know Pete could speak to this too they're not I don't think they're really behind the Sam Darnold thing right now I haven't given up on Sam Darnold certainly I still think there's good in his play and he could be something in this league but you know it, it hasn't worked here and do they want with this new regime to have their own stamp and their own guy going forward and with their new offensive coordinator that is here, you know, he might really love the athleticism and some of the imagination we talked about with, with Zach Wilson. Wilson throws perfect spirals every throw, Mike. I mean, it spins hard, like Aaron Rodgers hard or Mahomes hard, where you go, like, am I seeing something weird here? Is that an optical illusion? And there was more power in his arm than I thought, too. So that's where it gets interesting, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna have a, a nice decision there. They got a lot of nice options where the Jets are sitting right now. And and I, if I understand what the flow chart should be for the Jets, step one is analyze the quarterbacks and see if there's one about whom you feel sufficiently strongly to make him the second overall pick in the draft. I think step two after that would be make sure there's no one that's going to make you an offer you can't refuse to trade out of that spot, the Zach Wilson spot, because that's the philosophical discussion that we had last week as it relates to Trevor Lawrence. What is your priority? To have a guy who could be a sure thing, but you don't know for certain, or a bunch of other lottery tickets that you could get for him? Are you going to get an offer for Zach Wilson that you just cannot refuse if you're the Jets? That would be step two. And then step three, once you decide you are taking the quarterback with that pick, 
that's when you move Sam Darnold and get what you can. Because you can't have both guys on the roster. No way. If you're going to take the young guy, you can't have the guy who's still kind of the young guy who's in the fourth year of his rookie contract, especially with a fifth-year option looming. And I think I still need to, I need to put this on my list and then get the answer to it. I think this is the first year that if you exercise the fifth-year option, it's fully guaranteed at the time it's exercised. Right. I need to remember. I keep saying that. I'm going to look it up. I'm but I think look it you're up. right. I think this is the year it becomes yeah. fully guaranteed. So you want Darnold off your roster before May 3. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think you are right, too. I, I uh, Well, maybe you can look that up. But but uh, this that's a it's a big-time decision. It really is. You know, Matt LaFleur coming from Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers. Listen, Sam Darnold certainly can play that style of football. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, play actions, boots, get on the move, do that type of stuff. He's a good thrower of the football, but, you know, he has been injured too. Now, I give him a little leeway for him being injured as compared to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's gotten hurt, you know, with great supporting cast around him. Sam Darnold's been getting hurt with, like, as we've talked about, crap around him. And when you're around crap all the time, it's going to get on you and you're going to smell like crap, as we, as I always say. So, you know, that, that, that's where it's hard to get a true picture of what he is. But I, I, I'll, I'm going to be really intrigued with what they do here. They have a ton of money, you know, in the cap, too. Of course, we know all the draft picks. The Deshaun Watson thing makes no sense to me. So I, I don't expect that to hear that anymore because, I mean, they're going to have to trade away everything. And the Jets have needs all over their roster. I mean, really. Uh, there's not really a position on their team that you can look at and go, they need upgrades. They need receivers. They need running backs. They need corners. They have no pass rusher. You know, they have a lot of issues on their football team. So uh, that's to me where I don't think the Sean Watson thing happens. And we'll see if Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and everybody can can get this thing rolling. Yeah, I look. I agree that that uh, they they have a lot of areas to address. Douglas has been trying to build the team from the inside out, yep. focusing on the lines. That's the key, offensive and defensive line. Um, let, let's let one more hypothetical here. Yeah, okay, assuming they they go offensive lineman with the second overall pick, or address other needs, or whatever it is, they right, don't draft right. a quarterback in round one, and they stick with Sam Darnold. Who would be the best backup for Sam Darnold to help get him to where he needs to be? as an NFL starter? Well, I mean, listen, the, the guy that you think about all the time, like, listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be out there. Andy Dalton is going to be out there, right? They're going to be those guys that certainly can help him and show him the way a little bit. He has had Joe Flacco. I've been around Sam Darnold. I think we've both talked to people in the Jets. There's, there's a lot that they like about his approach to the game and the things he brings to the table. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, really, the, the only negative I've ever heard about Sam Darnold really is just, you know, maybe the juice and the energy he could bring to the team. There may be wish there was a little bit more there, some fire, you know, during the game, getting pissed off, what the hell are you guys doing, all of those type of things. Haven't seen that from him. Not that that's a necessity to win in football. We know that. But some teams do like that. You know, another guy I'll throw out there, you know, would, would be like a, a Mitch Trubisky, you know, again, too. Uh, not that he's going to be the guy you learn from, but for the Jets standpoint, if they go with Sam Darnold and looking for, okay, we need a backup because, hey, Sam Darnold's gotten hurt and our team's not quite where it's been. Trubisky is the type of guy, too, that I think could run that Shanahan, Matt LaFleur type of offense and have a little success and not be a bad backup that way. Um, but I, I guess those are the names that jump out to me right off the top of my head, Mike. Yeah, that would make some sense. I think, though, it's all academic. My, my gut is, you know, this is a team that's waited 50 years for its next Joe Namath. Yeah. They have an opportunity to get – they tried it three years ago, 2018 draft, when they moved from 6-3 to three to get Darnold. It didn't work. And what do we always say? Hey, you try it. If it doesn't work, you'll be in a position to try it again yeah. sooner rather than later. And here they are in position to try it again. And maybe, maybe they end up with the better of the two long-term. Maybe Zach Wilson ends up better than Trevor Lawrence. We just don't know, and we won't know until they play a sufficient amount of time in the NFL. The Dolphins last year, oh boy, oh three boy. quarterbacks taken in the top six, and they got the one that so far, so far, doesn't hold up as well in comparison to the other two. No. Do you think that uh, – I think they – barring a Deshaun Watson trade, right? 
they're keeping Tua. The question is, is it Tua and only Tua, or is it Tua with some sort of veteran relief pitcher like he had last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick? I, I think you have to have that. I mean, you, you have to. Uh, just, you know, again, I don't want to make a final determination on Tua, but you, you said it right. It didn't speak to us to go, oh, wow, this is special what we're seeing. You know, I, I, I'll say this concrete right now. He, he's not going to be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert ever. It's not going to happen. It's not. He's not that type of talent. They have special traits. Justin Herbert is a superstar, a superstar, like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type of stuff. That That's the type of throws he makes. So, yes, I would think they got to have – you know, some sort of backup. And, you know, the, the Deshaun Watson thing, I think, is very real, certainly uh, still, if that does become available and an option and Houston starts, you know, finally answering phone calls and all of that. But the Dolphins team as a whole, you know, is is they've done a really good job in a short time. They, they've turned it around in a lot of areas where you look at it and you go, I, I like it. They're, they're not bad. There's not one area I look at to go, Holy cow, it's crappy. They can improve their offensive line, but they got some young guys who are also they drafted in last year's draft who are going to get better. You know, the first and second round picks, they got offensive linemen. Um, they need a wide receiver to help out Tua. You know, if you want to make that investment, you know, they, they need to surround him with some talent. And, of course, you know, Devontae Parker's always kind of got the injury bug down there and had to deal with that too. So uh, the support around him can certainly improve to help Tua out. But – yeah, they're going to have to have somebody, whether that's a Tyrod Taylor, you know, again, an Andy Dalton, Fitzpatrick, if he's back, I would think Fitzpatrick would want to favor that and be back because he's probably seen two and go, he's not really, he's not a better thrower than me. He's not better than me. So I want to come back here because I think I'll get a chance again to play. Remember three weeks ago, we talked to two and I asked him point blank, do you want Ryan Fitzpatrick to return? And he didn't answer the question. He danced around it. He never said yes or no about whether or not he wants Fitzpatrick back. Look, which is a what no. Quarterback, what quarterback wants to be yeah. the starting pitcher and have some other guy right. who's going to be periodically called upon to come in and save your bacon? The mere fact that you would even suggest that they need a guy like that, whether it's Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, or someone else, the mere fact that that's even on the radar screen tells me yeah. they but hey. You tried, and he's not the guy. Maybe give him one more year right. to see if he's the guy. But at some point, you got to find out whether he's the guy, not the guy who's there until you you bench him for the other guy. Either he's the guy or he's not. Because in this day and age in the NFL, it is not sustainable to have a quarterback who isn't good enough to finish every game. And it hurts me to say it. We love Tua. Yes. We're big Tua fans. Yes. But you either have it or you don't. And if you don't have it to the point where they entrust you to be the quarterback wire to wire, week in and week out, then that's not the answer. That's not the guy that the Dolphins need. We and heard it's torment yeah, them. Right. It's going to haunt them that they didn't take Justin Herbert. And Dolphins fans get mad when I say it. And I understand you don't you don't want to deal with it. It's it's not a pleasant thought that you had Justin Herbert right there in the oh. palm of your hand, and you could have had him. Well, and you didn't. You were right. That that. You were right during the year. I mean, the, the, that, that's what happens when owners make picks. That's that's what happens. I don't, I don't know. Again, you know, and 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 the owner got you know, oh Alabama quarterback, he's winning. Look at all these stats and all of that, and they got infatuated with just that aspect. Listen, if we went by that, every quarterback in Alabama for the last twelve years should have been the first pick of the draft. Like that, there's no, they win. Their stats are awesome. First pick of the draft. You know, but the hype around Tua was so big that yeah, they they kind of fell into the trap there. Mike, I, I there's people I trust in league circles that still don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that they draft a quarterback again too. I, I I've I've heard just from enough people that I trust to think that that's still on their radar. I doubt it, but I do think it's been a topic of conversation down there nonetheless. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Tua is awesome. But like, you know, like they say in the Godfather, it's, 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 he's an awesome person. 
This is not personal. This is just business we're talking about here. We're talking about on the football field. He brings all the intangibles. I, I didn't know which way you were going to go there yeah. when you went to the Godfather. I thought you were going to say Tua Tonga-Vailoa sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. He's not Luca Brazzi. He's not with the fishes yet. <laughs> but, but you know, you owe it to yourself holding that third overall pick that you kind of lucked into with the Larry Mutunsel trade. Nobody expected the Texans to be that no. bad Whoa. last year. So here you are. You, hey, all right, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, likely the first two off the board. What are we going to do with the third pick? Let's evaluate all the quarterbacks. Hey, maybe maybe they maybe they decide to make the Jets an offer they can't refuse to to stick with the Godfather theme and flip flop and get Zach Wilson. But I think you owe it to yourself to be objective, to not compound your mistakes by refusing to admit your past mistake. Good luck getting Stephen Ross to do that. If Tonga Vailoa was a Ross prerogative pick. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe you do find somebody better. It's better to do it now than to give it a year if you know in your heart that it's just not going to be there. It's just not going to work. You know, I think we got so caught up in Tua Tonga-Vailoa's health that maybe some of these teams didn't take that broader step back and ask themselves, are the tools really there if he is healthy to be the kind of guy that's going to thrive at a high level in the NFL? I, I think that's fair. And listen, I, as an evaluator, I've fallen into the trap too before. But I, I've tried to learn through my years being out of the NFL to not fall into those traps and see it for what it is. Oh, wait, there's a guy wide open? Okay, all right, well, yeah, that was a nice throw, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my gosh, whoa, like he hit the wide open guy that's going to be a top 12 pick in the draft, and he didn't have to read a defense, and the pocket was perfect and all that. You, you heard my case last year with this conversation. There was very little – NFL caliber throws, in my opinion. And what I mean by that is, you know, pocket collapsing, not big windows, not not a lot of separation for a guy to be open, and he got it in there. You know, and with Justin Herbert and like guys like Joe Burrow, yeah, Joe Burrow was in LSU and certainly had a lot of guys wide open. But, man, he had so many plays where it was like, one, two, nobody's open. Let me flip to the third side. Ooh, the third guy's open by three inches. I'll throw it in there. Boom, and it looks great. We don't think anything of it, but it's like, oh, my gosh, that's an unbelievable play. And that's the same thing with Justin Herbert. There were so many plays he delivered where I go, nobody's open. There's nothing. And he's throwing a perfect missile down the field, and it's a 40-yard gain. And then even on some of the incompletions where people were on him where, oh, you know, it throws too many incompletions. Well, where, where is he supposed to throw it? everybody's covered. And then he'd throw a ball in a safe spot where maybe his guy could get it or no one could get it, but it's an incompletion and it's a negative stat. So people just ride with that. And that's where you can't fall into that trap as an evaluator, as a quarterback. I still don't think the average fan fully appreciates how difficult it is to walk up to the line of scrimmage. You lived it. You've been there. You walk up to the line of scrimmage. You have to figure out, first of all, are all your guys in the right place? Right. That's job number one. Are, are, are any of my guys screwed up? Am I screwed up? Am I lining up under the guard or the center? <laughs> right. And then you got to figure out what the defense is trying to do before the snap. Where is everybody? Yep. Where are they going to be? Are they trying to fool me? What look are they giving me? What's it going to become? Who's the mic? All the other stuff you have to process and hope that your offensive line is processing it in sync with you. And then you get the ball in your hands and all hell breaks loose. Right. And you're trying to figure out which of your targets is open as you cycle through them while you're taking the leap of faith that your blockers are going to keep Miles Garrett yeah. in company in right. full armor from killing you. Yeah. And and then you've got to deliver an accurate pass to the one guy who's maybe open by that much. I, it's just it's unbelievable that anyone can do it at a high level. It, uh, I, I mean, again, I was nothing special. You know, I had a chance to be good and all that type of stuff. But even I would sit there some days after a game and maybe played well and go back and go, man, I, I don't know how the hell I made that play. That, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. You know, when you just think back about it. But but it's it's about playing, getting used to the game. And of course, when we talk about guys like Burrow and Herbert and the top young quarterbacks, they're special. And to like something you always say, the game, you know, they have the ability to be comfortable no matter what and slow the game down, you know, and really not see snapshots, but now they're seeing a slow motion motion picture or something like that. And it's just in harmony that way. And to me, you know, that's what Burrow and Herbert were very special at. They were never, you know, flustered. 
you know, Tua, of course, not a lot of big-time throws, was jumping in the pocket at times, all that. And as we saw, they had to manage him, you know, greatly. They really did. And when we saw when Ryan Fitzpatrick would come in, he'd be throwing the balls all over the field. It was the same plays, but aggressive frame of mind, you know, just the 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 ability to anticipate and make those throws. That's something that Tua hadn't didn't have to do much at Alabama. Uh, so we'll see where he goes. I'm not giving up on him, certainly, but uh, but I do feel confident to say that he's not going to be the player Burrow or Herbert is at any point in his career. It has become a very harsh reality for NFL quarterbacks. You don't get three years, four years, five years. And no. as, as I've said many times, under today's standards, Terry Bradshaw would have been back in Shreveport working at Walmart. Nothing against working. I'm just no saying doubt. he would have had a normal job, just like when Tom Brady said, I, I don't want to sell Sims. insurance. He would have had a normal job. Yeah. He would not have been a professional athlete under today's standards. You don't get that five years to figure out how to play football because that's the key. To get to the point where you're comfortable making those decisions in that moment, yeah. you need some people need more reps than others to Definitely. get to that point. That's right. And you got to slow it down quickly and you got to start making those decisions quickly and you got to study and you got to work and you got to do virtual reality and do all this stuff that gets you to the point where you can make those decisions, get rid of the football and, uh, and keep it going over and over and over again. New England Patriots. There's been a lot of talk about Cam Newton and whether or not he will be back. Jared Stidham is the other option. Brian Hoyer, I think, blew his chance with that brain uh, issue that he had. I guess I could say brain fart that he had. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that nothing against the Chiefs that. on that right. Monday night game. Uh, how likely do you think it is that Cam Newton is back? There, there was reporting near the end of the season, no way, no how. Cam sure sounds like a guy who'd be interested. I, I think so. And I, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. I don't. Um, I, I still think there's some positives about what Cam Newton did last year in a very tough environment. And I do think, you know, some of his issues can are fixable. I don't look at it that way. You know, again, it's a little bit like we talked about with like the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, first off, you know, where they are in the draft and everything like that, they could be in no man's land for the quarterback again. You're not, you, you, they might have to make a move if they want to think about drafting one of these quarterbacks. So, you know, where does that go? And then out there in free agency, you know, again, just show me some better options. I don't think they're the type of team that's going to trade the house or the farm for a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson. I don't think so. That's usually not been in the DNA of the, the New England Patriots. You know, I've heard the Marcus Mariota thing. That makes sense for the way their team is built right now. You know, he can do some of that Cam Newton stuff and all of those type of things with the way they run the football. But I, I will not be shocked to see Cam Newton back there. And the big thing is, of course, as we know, they need to get some weapons to help. I don't care who's that quarterback. It's going to be tough sledding up there unless they start to get some receivers who can get open once in a while. There's a report from NFL media that the trade interest generally in Marcus Mariota has cooled. You mentioned him as a potential Patriots quarterback. $10.725 million compensation package. Again, in this climate with the cap shrinking, they may have a hard time getting anyone to take on that number. They may have to cut him or, or keep him, but that's an expensive backup. If Derek Carr's your guy and he's making about 20 this year and you're paying Mariota half of that, and, and you know, if, if your car at some point, you're going to say to John Gruden and or Mike Mayock, if I'm your guy, why do you have this other guy who's making eight figures? Uh, it, it may be they just have to cut him loose if they can't find a trade partner. Uh, there's no reason for him to reduce his salary to facilitate a trade. And then maybe he signs with the Patriots on the open market. I mean, they paid Cam Newton last year right. with all the incentives tallied up $3.7 million. Think about that. That's Even though they didn't get to the playoffs, that is a hell of a bargain for the quarterback position for the New England Patriots, and that's just more money they have going into this year's cap that they didn't spend on Cam Newton and the quarterback position last year. Yeah, no, I, I know. It, it is amazing. It really is. They're, they're, they're in a predicament as far as this quarterback situation you know, is considered. You know, They got Jared Stidham. Okay, great. He can be the backup. But, you know, the way it looked last year, hey, that's one I was wrong about evaluating the quarterback. You want to sit here and, you know, hey, Chris Sims is wrong about Jared Stidham. I was expecting to see more. There's no doubt about it when he did get his opportunities. And obviously there's something there missing in his game either way too because they never felt the need to really want to put him in there for Cam Newton, whether it's the person, the player, whatever. I don't know. Um, but, but the team itself, you know, quarterback, yes. Wide receiver, we know. 
how much can some of all these opt-outs help their football team as they come back? You know, you know, again, Patrick Chun was up there in years as it was. You know, a year off from no playing football. Dante Hightower, you know, again, up there a lot and a physical middle linebacker, like a, a, a car crash middle linebacker. What's he going to be like coming back? They got all this money. Secondary's good, but they do got to find some different makers on, on their front seven. I mean, as we saw, when they played teams that were good up front, like the Rams with their running game and the bootlegs and those things and the 49ers and what they did, they were so outmatched, they couldn't even they couldn't stop them for anything. They did whatever they want. So they have to improve uh, a few areas on their football team to kind of get back in the, you know, the upper echelons. We're, we're going to – what was that? Echelon. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? No, I'm not. You know, we do have we do have the evidence. We oh, we do. Is this thing recording? Oh, okay. Be because here's the thing. Last week when we had Miles Simmons on, he yeah. used upper echelon, and I said how refreshing it is to have someone who nails it on the first try. Thank you. And 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 uh, you you're still we're st it's still a work in progress. When you carry around that many years, the mistaken belief that it's upper echelons, yeah, it is kind of hard to break the habit. Uh, we got to take a break. We're going to talk more about how opt outs affect the Patriots. One thing I want you to think about, Chris, how will the opt outs be received by the team when mm. they come back, by the players when they come back after sitting out for the year of the pandemic? We'll talk about those issues when PFT Live continues right after this. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How do you really get your workouts in and stuff now? How do you get that big vein in your neck to pop when you're the head coach? Where are you going to find time to hit the weights and run up the stairs of the stadiums now? Well, you know what? I was at 5.30, got my bod pot in, get ready to roll. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll find a place. You got to find a place for a little little you time and uh, take care of yourself. So I'll, I'll find time. I'm sure you will. <laughs> That was Robert Sala from a few weeks ago after he got the job at the New York Jets. We're going to do a little which doesn't belong and why NFC or AFC. Important distinction. East edition. Defensive head coaches in the AFC each. Which doesn't belong and why? Sean McDermott of the Bills, Brian Flores of the Dolphins, or Robert Sala of the Jets? Well, I, I mean, obviously I'm going to go with Robert Sala here as of right now because it's his first time as a head coach and we he's unproven. I mean, Brian Flores is, is at least proven right now that Hey, he's he's a pretty damn good head coach. They went ten and six as a rebuilding football team. McDermott's been in the running for coach of the year and could have been that last year. So I'll go with Sala there right now, who's who's unproven as a head coach. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Flores in a positive way. He's okay. got the Belichick imprint. And I look, I don't want to take anything away from the other two guys. I just see the potential for true greatness in Brian Flores. Like all time greatness. Yeah. I see it. I see it. We've only had two seasons of exposure, but the, the, the way he carries himself, the way he interacts with players. Remember that moment in that Bengals-Dolphins game when the Bengals player kept plowing into Jakeem Grant and Brian Flores was ready to go out there and kick the crap out of somebody? You know, remember that? Oh, I, uh, there's just there, Mike, there, there, there's I wouldn't mess about, with him. You yeah. couldn't pay me to mess <laughs> with him. You couldn't. I, I'm, I'll tell you a story. 
He's running the scout team defense while I'm in New England. Now, I'm not even out on the practice field. I'm noticing this on film, all right, because I've, I'm, I have to, like, put the plays into the, the system so when people watch the practice film, the plays jump out on the screen so they go, okay, this is this play, blah, blah, blah. There was, like, a moment where they're holding up practice and – the center and the offensive line kind of want to go, but like he doesn't have his scout team defense organized quite yet. So he's kind of put his foot on the ball to basically say like, Hey, hold on a second here. And the center cuts like keeps moving the ball and he keeps moving it back and keeps moving the ball and keeps moving it back. And I'm telling you, they kind of got into it, not like punches, but got into it. And I mean, it was, it's a stalemate. I wouldn't mess with him with anything. He'd kick the crap out of just about every coach in football, except for maybe Mike Vrabel. And I still think that'd be a good one. You know, hometown and, of Mike Tyson, don't mess with him. There's plenty of coaches like that, but but that's just one piece of it. There's yeah. just something. Yes, I know. Something, I know. There's a spark. There's something there that I think is going to put him over the passage of time on the short list of all-time great coaches. I that, hope that's you're right. a high bar. He's got a lot to he's got a lot of work to do to prove me right, and I hope I live long enough to see it. All right. Patriots starter potentially returning from opt-out, which doesn't belong and why. Right tackle Marcus Cannon, linebacker Dante Hightower, safety Patrick Chung, which doesn't belong and why. Ooh. Um all right. Well, they need linebacker help. Hightower is so versatile. So to me, he belongs. Marcus Cannon, you infuse him back into that offensive line, and I go. That might be the best offensive line in football in, in a lot of ways, especially run blocking. I think the one I'll go with is Patrick Chung. I could see him at this point of his career kind of being on the outside looking in because also is awesome and the legend he's been. I mean, they got secondary guys, you know, growing on trees there in New England, and they have a lot of safeties on their roster too. So I'll say he's the guy that could be the odd man out here. And I'm going to say Hightower doesn't belong because he's the guy who infuses leadership back into the team the moment he steps foot into the locker room. And he'll be able to explain, sure. you know, to the extent that any of the teammates need an explanation as to why he opted out. Based on the information that was available in August, they made the decisions they had to make, even though it, it ultimately worked out and it wasn't nearly as bad for the NFL as we thought it was going to be. They made the decisions they had to make. He brings leadership that is desperately needed on the defensive side of the ball. He's the guy they need back more than the other two, so he stands out for me. Patriots offensive free agents, which doesn't belong in why. Running back James White, guard Joe Thune, and center David Andrews. Well, you know, the I, I guess if, this is another tough one. These are good ones by Pete. I, I think the one I'm going to go with is James White. Uh, that I mean, Joe Thune, of course, is is might, might get franchise tag second year in a row. I don't know where that's going to go. He's one of the best run-blocking guards in all of football. And, of course, we know that's the strength of their team running the football. They need him. Andrews is a good center, not a great center, a good one. You know, the running back, James White, he's a third down specialist type guy. I, I always feel like they they find those guys. They know where to find them. So I, I, I think that's the one that doesn't belong belong to me. Well, I and, and look, the problem with tagging Thune again, you're talking about a 20% increase over the tag amount from last year. Yeah, so what's There's, that going go to go to? They can do it. They, I got to see what he made last yeah. year, but it's got to be around 15, 16 million. My, yeah. They've got the cap space, but even the teams with cap space, just because you have a lot of cap space, that doesn't mean you fritter it away. Oh, well, well let's go ahead and let's go ahead and be drunken no. soldiers with our or drunken sailors or drunken soldiers. Both get drunk yeah, they with do. our cap money. With our cap money, let's yeah, you, we still want to be careful with it and make it go as far as it can in this climate where you can go out and get a lot of uh, a lot of players. Seventeen point seven million is what they would be paying an interior offensive lineman on a one year contract with no guarantee that you know next year it's quarterback money I know. for the third franchise tag. It's either a forty four percent bump or the quarterback tag. So I don't think that that is going to be a long-term relationship unless they get a long-term deal and, done and, and, yeah. sooner rather than oh, later. Sorry. And I was just going to say, and to, to your point, which you, you make a very good point is like, you know, a guy like Marcus Cannon, who we just talked about in there, that, that's going to give them a little more flexibility too, you know, on that offense. Oh, he's back. Okay. Maybe we're not as desperate to keep one of those two. Uh, I would think they do everything they can to get a long-term deal done with Joe Thune, but you're right. That's, that's a pretty expensive one year type of thing. I, I don't know if I see new England doing that or not. One more real quickly, Bills free agent starters, guard John Feliciano, right tackle Darrell Williams, linebacker Matt Milano, which doesn't belong in why. Gosh. They uh all three are are pretty good football players. You know, I I I I'm gonna I'll go with Matt Milano here. 
You know, again, it's a. I really like Matt Milano, the football player. I guess where I look at it is what kind of money is he going to get on the the free agent market? He's a really good football player who's been. He's an undersized middle linebacker who's been banged up a little bit. That's scary. And they got a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, who's we know is a you know top fifteen pick or whatever. That that they're going to have to pay him at some point too. So I I think that it might be hard for them to keep Matt Milano. I think it's more important to keep your offensive line in place. You can't, especially, and you know, there was a time where a, a, not a lot of value was placed on interior offensive linemen. It's critical to have good interior offensive linemen, so they're not blasting through the middle and coming after Josh Allen. Yeah. I think when you have that that product, that talent, that quarterback in Josh Allen, you prioritize his blockers. That's why Milano doesn't belong because I think it's imperative to ensure that they've got five guys, no weak spots in a position to protect Josh Allen as best as they possibly can. All right, let's take a break. When we return, and in honor of something called NBA Top Shots, I think I understand what it is, but I'm not entirely sure. We're going to draft the best 2020 moments from the NFL season that we would want to own in exclusive video fashion. We'll talk about that, and we'll do that draft next here on Pro Football Talk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just hanging tough. Just be glad I had pants on. Hey, my parents probably like, get out of the room. Go do something. So I'm in the hallway. Who knows what they were doing in the room. But Christopher, go play in the hallway. <laughs> I just need 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, you're, I'm just being honest. Yeah, you're also being a butthole. Whoopity do, okay? Yo ho, yo ho, the pirate's life for me. Arr, matey. When's the last time you drank so much that you were wobbly like a Brady there? Five years ago. Five years ago? Hey, Dad, your tweets are kind of d- and like. So- <laughs> hey, oh, uh, oh, and- get out I played chess before and I suck. You know, there's a really concrete line right now in the sand. You know, he might be a, a, a you know, a, you know, what do they say? A diamond in the haystack? Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm picturing laissez-faire youth yes. Sims right. at age 12 or 13. Gangly, yeah. dorky, fitting in a twin bed. Yes. Like, I think your torso would fit in the bed and every limb would be hanging off. What are you, third in the totem pole in your own house now? Fourth. Or are you fourth? Okay, just wanted to make fourth. sure. Clarify. Fifth. Last. Last. I, I, could, I could be behind one of the cars. There would be footage of a butt-ass naked Chris Sims running around somewhere. Well, good thing they didn't have the iPhones then. Good thing they didn't have the iPhones then. You know, it's funny. I saw that we were going to have the best of February, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. It's I know. too early to we're, do the best of February. And the like, end. Oh, wait. It's February 25. I know. By Monday, when you're back, it'll be March 1. You're back on your four-day-a-week schedule. Crazy. Than you had all last week off, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> all right. So- There's a thing now called NBA Top Shot, which as best I understand it, and there's a very good chance I don't, it's basically a video trading card where you own moments. And it's not like like over-the-top spectacular moments. It can be random stuff, and you buy it and sell it. It's got a little bit of a Bitcoin flair to it. It does, right. So so, uh, I I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. I am happy to be the old guy who is set in his ways and I'll just I'll stick with the old school trading cards. But it inspired, thanks to Pete Demolitis and his creativity and idea for today's draft, the 2020 NFL moment that we would like to own top shot style. That's what we'll do. The first pick hinges on whether or not I get the next question right. Lay it on. All right. Well, I mean, it is odd. You're right. Because that's like there's like a highlight of Steph Curry in a random game that's like forty thousand dollars. And you're like, I, I can watch it on YouTube for free. I don't understand. So that that's where it's a little weird. But here's your But you qu- don't own it. Oh, you, I know. You gotta own oh, it. Oh, you gotta own it. Yeah. It's all it seems like it's all dependent on people wanting to own these things, and that's really the value there. But all right. Who what what player had the longest play from scrimmage in the twenty twenty season, Michael? Longest play from scrimmage in the 2020 season. I repeated yeah. the question to buy myself time. Yeah. Man. You got it. You can uh, think of this now. There's two running backs who had two long run touchdown runs this year. I'm going to help you out there. It's two running backs. Which one of yeah. them was it? Oh, oh no. That was last year that Damian Williams went 90, uh, and he opted out anyway. Um, 
I'm I'm drawing a blank, so I guess I, I'll just to say Alvin Kamara. I don't know. Well, you should have at least guessed Derrick Henry. Doesn't he have a 95-yard touchdown oh, every yeah. year? But, but I, I, yeah, that's true. But it, that's but true. it's not Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Yeah. I talked to him after that game. That was the one where the Panthers tried to tackle him. And he, he had that. He was watching the board and he did the high step and got away. From, damn it. Yep. Yes. All good. Right. I'm glad. The this hot is light. Great. That red light. That red light. It, it screws you up when you're under that urgency to answer the question. All right. You got the first pick. All right. 2020 moment. I would want to own. No hesitation here. Tom Brady throwing the trophy on the back of the boat. That that's the moment I'd want to own. You give me any moment from the 2020 season. I'm, I'm starting right there. The goat. Not really from the season. Well, the you know, we're being days. creative here. It's being <laughs> fun. Right. Yep. I, I'd want to own – I mean, look at that. That's unbelievable. The GOAT throwing his seventh trophy, you know, and we know at this point he's got to have a little liquor in his system and everything. Well, he's got at least well, go it's a obvious. little. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't fall in the water. Well, Forget about the trophy. Yeah, well, and he's scared, you know, scared to death here. And as I've told you, I used to jet ski in that water. It is deep. So they would have had to go way down there to get that one. But I, that is an unbelievable moment. And we've never seen anything like that. So that that was an amazing, amazing thing to watch. That that's that's a good one. I like that, and that's the angle. That's the that best is awesome, angle, and right? you can tell as soon as you see how that reaction. That's drunk guy reaction. You're right. When he kind of recoils, you don't do that if you're sober. Glorifying like, <laughs> binge it. drinking, but that's clear. <laughs> yeah. That's clear. Tom Brady has been in his cups, as they say. All right. Uh, wow. I'll have to go to the Hail Murray then. If you're going to leave me the Hail Murray, yeah, that's the one it. moment that resonates. Even though, even though. That was the spark for the Bills, and the <laughs> right. Cardinals were never really the same after that. I think they thought someone threw a trophy to them after they pulled off that play, but that's the one play that uh, that I'll always remember. Everything about it, from the setup, the the little the little juke by yeah. Kyler Murray to buy some time, throwing the ball while actually he told me after the game, looking at his teammates on the sideline, his body was completely turned when he threw that ball, and he told us a thing or two about his shoulder. Uh, injury and right. uh, that uh, you know that that makes the throw even more impressive. So that'd be that'd be my first pick, the Hail Murray. Yeah, it's a good one. It's definitely one of the special moments of the year. There's no doubt about that. My next one, I'm going from the beast to Nashville. The Derrick Henry stiff arm on Josh Norman. That's one I'd want if you gave me. I mean that that just it's too fun to watch. It really is. And you know I know Josh Norman pretty well. He's such a great guy. And it just makes it more fun to when I see him the next time. I can't wait to dog him for this. It is amazing. Uh, it, it, the greatest stiff arm I think I've ever seen. I, I don't mean that disrespect, but I don't think we've ever seen a running back like that. Throw a guy who's 205, 210 pounds, and he's horizontal to the ground. Definitely one of the moments I'll, I'll never forget this year. You know, I've raised this question before. Is it better to make the Darrell Revis, Earl Thomas, business decision and avoid Derrick Henry or is it better to just go ahead and take your medicine and get slammed to the ground I got more respect for this right here you you fight you fight I got I'll always respect you if you come in there fighting right and okay yeah it's the NFL you're gonna get embarrassed sometimes but I'll respect this any day of the week over you know some of those other ones you mentioned Right, but this is going to live a lot longer. It is. It definitely is. He's going to have to see it the rest the of his life. We respect yeah. him, but but rarely is the caveat going to be added. He could have done like Darrell Rivas and Earl Thomas and ran the other way or avoided <laughs> right. Derrick Henry like both of those guys did. All right, next one for me. Uh, oh, boy. there's a uh, the, the DK Metcalf chase down. Yeah. Uh, Buda Baker and tackle yeah. him. That that Yeah. I'll t- I, hate to, I hate to go heavy on the Cardinals. But uh, that, that was that, a good Seahawks play. That was amazing. Everything about it, sprinting down the field and catching up to him, that was great. So yeah. uh, you, you make you make it. There's there's too many good ones. This one's too easy. Yeah, there is that, definitely. That probably would have been my next pick. Uh, but I mean, yes, I mean Buddha Baker's a baller and of course can run. But DK Metcalf, as we know, is Park Greek God, and the, run him down like he did from like about 12 yards behind was unbelievable. My next one, I'm gonna go with la 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 la. La 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 Lamar Jackson, yeah baby, do him out of the locker room in Cleveland. That's the play I want. I want Superman coming out of the locker room, out of his IV. What is fourth down? No problem. Here I come, guys. And then he saves the day and runs out to the right and throws a touchdown pass. Come on, that was unbelievable. Maybe the game of the year, like we talked about, and that was a really, really special moment uh, for Lamar Jackson in the 2020 season.
Superman or Pooperman? Uh, yeah, well, you maybe either off the tile, off the toilet, IV. We don't know. <laughs> uh, I, and and look, I I and again, I don't want to get too graphic, but given the amount of time he was indisposed, it clearly was an IV because yes. the if he ha- if if that walk to the locker room reflected the urgency that most of us thought it did, you're back out of of uh, the locker room a lot faster than he was. It uh, it it comes and it goes. Let's just put it that way. All right. Uh, the next one for me, uh, Daniel Jones trip and fall. I, I you know, you, it can't, it <laughs> can't all one. be great plays. It's gotta <laughs> be, you gotta have some fun with it. If you're going to own a moment, you got to own the moment of Daniel Jones running to Pater <laughs> wide open. No one around him trips and falls over nothing. <laughs> it was amazing. It really was. Uh, the guy was so excited. He's about to run for an 80 yard or what was it? Almost like 80 yard, 88, 80 yard touchdown. Yards. But it was an 80-yard run uh, to where, yeah, he ran himself into the ground. I mean, it was really impressive. Not a lot of quarterbacks could have done that, but uh, certainly he embarrassed himself, and we'd have liked him to score a touchdown as, as me and Pete are Giant fans. Um, all right, that was a good one. I like that a lot. It made me giggle. All right, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with – I'm not sure what Mahomes play I want to go with here. I think I'm going to go with the one in the in – the, the ball- all right, I'll go the Chargers game. The Chargers game. Because there's that Ravens one, right, when he backpedals for 15 yards and throws the bomb for the touchdown. But that Chargers throw week two, and I think you had it on Sunday Night Football when we did his best plays. And I think he told you it was his favorite throw of the year. He runs out to the right, and, I mean, both his feet are off the ground, and he throws a 50-yard on-point missile to Tyree Kill to win the football game, basically. That that might have been the most remarkable throw of the football season. So that would probably be my next, or that is my last pick. All right, and I'm going to finish the draft where we began. Tom Brady ultimately throwing the trophy from boat to boat. We never would have thought it would have happened without or given that moment from the Thursday night game against the Bears when oh. he flashed the four fingers. Right. I want the moment. I want the four-finger moment where he's looking around like Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Where is everybody? Four Four to, and and then they try to cover it up, which made it even better or worse, as the case may be. But there it is. That's the moment. I thought it. I thought it's fourth down. It's not. And yep. on that note, we're gonna take a break. He just put we'll three fingers down, and he's pointing it at Thursday. you now. That's right. Thursday edition. <laughs> you can see the middle finger's getting ready. Thursday edition of PFT Live. We'll wrap it up right after this. All right, this is the week that we'd be in Indianapolis for the scouting combine. Obviously, we're not. No one is. The combine's not happening. People have asked me, what are they doing about the usual tampering where the agents are there and the teams are there and they meet and they line up everything in advance of free agency? They're still doing it. They're still doing it. Even though, in theory, you would have phone logs and it's still happening. They're being smart. They're being discreet. They typically start the conversation with some other topic, Chris, and then pivot to... The topic they shouldn't be talking right. about. Right. Let's talk about the guy on your team that I represent, or we're going to renegotiate a contract. And, oh, yeah, are you interested in these free agents by any chance, team? Of course it's going on. Um, uh, I'm, I'm still disappointed we're not at the Combine, though. I'm missing that this year. It was fun. Well, and you didn't get the full experience last year. No, I got the full of, experience. Uh, a little sort of little <laughs> of my toilet yeah, and bathroom. Filling up trash cans. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you. Enjoy the day. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.